and welcome to another installment of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble host and correspondent. My name is John Steinberg, joined, as always, by my lovely and immensely talented producer slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. We are the team here at Sprawl Enterprises, ready to bring you yet another exciting foray into the vast, expansive terrain that we have lovingly dubbed the Sprawl. On today's show, we follow in the footsteps of a man. You've heard the adage, the man, the myth, the legend. I couldn't think of a better candidate than one Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain, 1956 to 2018, showed the world what it meant to truly be an adventurer. Raised in New Jersey by a French father and American mother, the culinary icon taught the world how to explore with purpose. Whether he was sampling Montreal-style bagels in Quebec or chatting it up with President Barack Obama over Vietnamese food in Southeast Asia, this globe-trotting trend center had a spirit like no other. On my better days, I'd like to think that Mr. Bourdain has influenced this program in many particular ways. You could never script any of the episodes that Bourdain brought to the public. He approached each and every adventure with the kind of zest and zeal typically reserved for teenagers and people in their mid to late 20s. Eternally young at heart, Bourdain cemented an incomparable legacy while presiding over immensely successful television programs, Parts Unknown, No Reservations, The Layover, He also served as a guest judge on multiple episodes over the course of multiple seasons of Living in the Sprawl's favorite reality program, Top Chef. Additionally, he was a New York Times bestselling author responsible for putting one of the better culinary memoirs out into the world, and that would be 2000's landmark Kitchen Confidential. Though Mr. Bourdain had occasion to travel and visit every corner and crevice of the known world, he did, in fact, make time for us lowly mortals here in the Southern California sprawl. Over the course of his illustrious career, he visited a plethora of different spots around the greater Southland. So, now... As we reflect on the impressive career of Anthony Bourdain, we examine his relationship with Southern California through the lens of 10 restaurants that the man, the myth, the legend, Anthony Bourdain, endorsed himself. And let's begin in a truly unlikely place. At number 10, Ski Inn. This is in Needland, California. Now, I would not completely blame any of you for wondering out loud or silently to yourselves, where in the world is that? 
Well, I'll tell you, it's a small, odd, completely singular speck in the desert just outside the bounds of the Salton Sea. Now, the Ski Inn is not a normal restaurant. And by no means does it merit inclusion on a list like this because of its food. When Anthony Bourdain and Josh Holm of Queens of the Stone Age visit the quirky diner during an episode of No Reservations, they both remark upon the oddity that really is the Salton Sea. Now, we've discussed the Salton Sea on a prior episode of the show, but when you get the perspective of someone as enlightened as Bourdain, well, you know you're in good company. So it's here that Josh and Tony dined on less than stellar cuisine, while all the while marveling at the weirdness, the fact that they were sitting in a place that decidedly should have never really existed in the first place. It's all quite a bit of fun and definitely worth your time and worth your patronage. At number 10, Ski Inn. At number 9, Birria Chilio in both East LA and Whittier from an episode of No Reservations. Now, Tony Bourdain was world famous for approaching life with an accepting spirit and a desire to sample from every culture that he could wrap his arms around. Here, he dines on one of the local stalwarts from the area. Indeed, a place indicative of Eastern Los Angeles, none other than a hole-in-the-wall place specializing in birria. He chats it up with locals, reflects on some of the city's history, and all the while sits in a completely nondescript building in East L.A., showing all of us the proverbial way to truly get the most out of life. At number nine, Tony endorsed Birria Chelio. At number eight, Shanghai Reds. This is in Palm Springs, and he visited the Cantina slash Fish Taco Emporium on an episode of Parts Unknown. This is one of the most unlikely places that you're likely to check out in the desert. It's in a funky strip mall. The entrance is not immediately obvious. The hours are um, a little bit off. And yet, it says it right there, smack dab on the front of their menu, one of the world's best fish tacos. A quote from none other than Anthony Bourdain. Places like this make us all realize how fun life can really be. Again, this is a place that really shouldn't exist. We are 135 miles away from the Pacific Ocean. This place has no business selling a fish taco as delightful as the one they stock regularly. And yet, it very much exists. And leave it to Mr. Bourdain to shine a justifiable spotlight upon this establishment. Very cool, very strange, altogether awesome, as only Anthony Bourdain could have scripted it. And number seven... Crazy Coyote Tacos. 
This was seen on an episode of Bourdain's program, No Reservations. The roadside taco stand is a Southern California tradition. Don't forget, this is the locale where Taco Bell was invented, where Del Taco was invented, and where the car culture really cemented its spot in the solar plexus of the greater American culture. Again, we find ourselves in a rather unlikely spot, about two miles or so from the Morongo Hotel and Casino, maybe 25 to 30 miles outside of Palm Springs. And yet these tacos are phenomenal. Only locals would even hear about a spot such as this, if not for the work of someone who's got their ear to the street and their hand on the pulse, as no one did quite like Anthony Bourdain. Number seven in Cabazon, it's Crazy Coyote Tacos. At number six, Tony visited Animal on Fairfax in Los Angeles on an episode of The Layover. So it bears mentioning that this was the second restaurant opened by noted Los Angeles impresarios John Shook and Vinny DiTolo, their first being Son of a Gun. They would later go on to found the uber-successful John and Vinny's franchise, and then they'd actually go on to implement their vision on behalf of Los Angeles that would exist within the bounds of SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. At Animal, the focus is on, well, um, animals. Lots of sweetbreads, meats you never thought you'd actually see on a menu. Stuff you've never even really seen prepared in person. This was also a favorite of the late Jonathan Gold. It would routinely appear on his annual list of the 101 best restaurants in Greater Los Angeles. And Tony being Tony, of course, he had his hand on the pulse again, dining out at one of the real beacons of modern Fairfax, John Shook and Vinnie DiTolo's Animal. Get yourself some sweetbreads. Nope, they are not bread, I assure you. Check it out for yourselves. At number five, Tacos Villa Corona in Atwater Village from an episode of No Reservations. Again, we find ourselves at a somewhat bizarre hole-in-the-wall taco window in this case, not a taco stand, but a window on Glendale Boulevard. This is one of the best breakfast burritos that you'll find throughout the city. Lines routinely snake around the block, and the tacos here rival anything that you're likely to find in East Los Angeles and the taco truck corridor that exists along Olympic Boulevard in Boyle Heights. Tacos Villa Corona has not only been appreciated by Mr. Bourdain, but it also was a favorite of the late Jonathan Gold, and it has received much attention from other distinguished food publications. The infatuation love it, as does Eater, Time Out, they've mentioned it. 
And now we will add our voice to the chorus of folks saluting the fine work done in the kitchen at Tacos Villa Corona. At number four, Tony visited Pappy and Harriet's in Pioneer Town, just outside Joshua Tree on an episode of No Reservations. For those unfamiliar with what Pioneer Town is, it's a town, yes, but not a town in the conventional sense of the word. It's more like an elaborate movie set that exists far from the Warner Brothers lot in Burbank. It's an Old West-themed town, which in this sense, town equates to really a single street. And on this street, you can visit an old-timey saloon, out-of-this-world general store, pretend you're following in the footsteps of Wyatt Earp by getting your hands on some authentic cowboy garb. For someone obsessed with westerns that never got to experience them in their heyday, this is paradise. And Pappy and Harriet's is a real diamond in the crown of Pioneer Town. Paul McCartney has played here. Who can get bigger than Paul McCartney? He's not the only one. Throughout the history of Pappy and Harriet's, lots and lots of recognizable names have performed in front of rabid audiences at this Western-themed throwback. Get your hands on some stiff drinks, some hot buffalo wings, and some kitschy, only-in-this-part-of-the-world charm as you plunk down for a veritable experience at Pioneer Town's Pappy and Harriet's. And number three, Tony visits Dan Sunsa in Koreatown on an episode of The Layover. Tony dedicated an entire episode of this program to the greater Koreatown experience. It was here that he guzzled down Korean liquor, ate their delicious pub-inspired food, and sampled all things K-Town, blending in like a local's local. Dan Sunsa is yet another weird place, and that is basically the point. I've never actually been to Korea, but after dining here, Lisa and I both felt like we had a pretty reasonable brush with the Seoul, S-E-O-U-L, experience. The place is loud, the seats are uncomfortable, the air conditioning is nowhere to be found. It's Dan Sunsa in K-Town. And number two, Tony visited Senior Fish in downtown Los Angeles on an episode of The Layover. Now, there are multiple outlets of Senior Fish and normally, we don't love endorsing kind of quote-unquote chain restaurants on this podcast, but here we will make a detour-like exception. The fish tacos here are the real deal. The place is nestled in the heart of the bank district. There's definitely a strange vibe going on. An obtuse collection of characters ranging from transients to businessmen in beamers wearing berets. Senior Fish seems like it was airlifted from Puerto Vallarta and set down on Main Street in DTLA, except that, again, the clientele 
shall we say, is a bit on the special side. For yet another singular experience, we turn to the man, the myth, the legend, Anthony Bourdain, this time setting our gaze upon the fine folks huddled, gathered, and standing in line at Senior Fish. And that means we have arrived at our number one spot. It's got to be a place from Koreatown. As mentioned before, Tony Bourdain dedicated an entire episode of his show to this one specific region of Los Angeles. This is a guy who would film episodes in places like Uzbekistan, Turkey, Finland, and what we would see on the episode would encompass an entire country east to west, north to south. And yet, when he cast his gaze upon K-Town, he thought the place was so interesting that it merited an entire episode unto itself. Hamju Park is a special place. Some of the best soup that you'll find this side of the actual country, Korea. It's been a mainstay in K-Town for going on two decades. You'll find not only the heaven-sent soup, but also your classic bulgogi, kimchi fried rice, seafood pancakes, and everything else that Bong Joon-ho, director of Parasite, would embrace and endorse himself. At number one, as we pay homage to the man, the myth, the legend, Anthony Bourdain, it's Hamji Park in Koreatown. And that's going to do it for another episode of the show. We'd like to thank everyone for their continued support of the podcast. It does mean the world to us. A couple of easy ways to demonstrate your support. Hop on Apple, iTunes, or wherever you happen to be listening to the show. Leave us a five-star review or a kind rating. That stuff really helps us out. Also, follow us on Instagram. The handle is Living in the Sprawl Podcast. Drop us a line. We love corresponding with you, our dear, wonderful listeners. The email address is livinginthesprawl at gmail.com. And we'd also like to direct you to our terrific, snazzy website where you can get your hands on Living in the Sprawl merchandise as well as the Living in the Sprawl guide. So, on behalf of one half of the team, I am, as always, your humble host and correspondent. My name is John Steinberg, joined in life, love, and this podcast by my amazing and immensely talented producer slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg, thanking you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's Most Adventurous Podcast. We will chat again very soon.